right, so I'm with Jake Watts today, who's the owner of Amplified Nutrition. So welcome, Jake. Thanks for coming on. No problem at all. Good afternoon. Um, hello. So for the viewers, can you just give us a bit of a background into you and what you do? Yeah, of course. So, um, so yeah, as I've said, uh, Jake Watts, so uh, owner of Amplified Nutrition. So main things I do really with my business is online coaching for people who, I guess, are looking to change their life. So um, I deal with all different roughs of people going from kind of general people who just want to, you know, lose some weight, um, people who want to gain some weight, um, kind of range into bodybuilders, uh, people who like to box, like kind of all different ranges of people really, but just kind of to help them with the nutrition needs, training needs. So, um, yeah, so I have a raft of clients where I help them kind of reach their goals from a, from a fitness perspective. Right. And Jack, I'm right in saying that you also work for Lloyd's on, on the, on the side as well. That- yeah. So also full-time job. Uh, I'm a lead business analyst, uh, alongside. So yeah, pretty, uh, a pretty hectic schedule, should yeah. we say. How do you <laughs> How do you find trying to balance both? Uh, difficult, but um, but I'm, I manage it really well. I think for me, um, and we may get into this a little bit deeper, but just mm. having a routine for me um, is definitely the most important thing. I kind of, every day I wake up, I have a set schedule of kind of what I'm going to do for that day, work off mm. the task list. Um, and it's kind of just that that part for me kind of keeps me keeps me on the yeah. straight, should we say. Um, yeah. Just kind of knowing what I need to do every need, every day, basically. Mm-hmm. And and taking you back, so talk me through how you first got into your career with Lloyd's and from there how you then decided to set up Amplified Nutrition, how you got into that. Yeah, do you know what? I, re- I would really like to sit here and say there's some really big aspiring story that sits behind it. Um, yeah. But there isn't. But maybe the part where we get to now would be quite inspiring. Yeah. But um, the, the initial part, not so much. So originally, um, when, I went to U- when I went to college, I wanted to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to college, um, come out and the plan was to go to uni and study architecture. And I kind of had this daunting thought of spending another seven years in education, right. just after I'd, as we'd obviously, as you know, would have just spent two years in college and then my time in school. So I kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to take a year out. I'm going to go and get a job in somewhere, you know, um, and just kind of take that year before I kind of knuckle down to go to uni. Um, and then I. Yeah, so I ended up getting a job at Lloyd's, kind of wanted to go and work somewhere where I knew it was kind of a, a good company. Um, I had a couple of family friends that also worked there. So I was like, you know what, I'll go there. So I started on the phones um, collecting money uh, from a, I was outbound collecting. So um, I literally probably spent most of the days listening to voicemails um, for people that just didn't want to pay. <laughs> um, so I kind of started there and within six months' time, kind of just moved up the ladder quite quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Moved from kind of being on the phones to a team leader, to a team manager. Um, and kind of that year, I think I was about a year and a half past now. And I was like, do you know what? I'm actually quite enjoying what I'm doing. Um, was that your plan? Were you trying to work your way up or did you sort of stumble across being good? To be honest with you, like I've always been quite an ambitious person. So I, I kind of, and you you know me well enough now to know, I don't really do things half-hearted. Yeah. Um, you know, if I say that I'm going to do something, um, then I'll do it. So it was kind of like, I couldn't really just go to work and do a half-hearted job and then come home. Um, and do you so think that's, of, been, that's been part of your character since very early on, just having to do your best in everything you do? Absolutely. I was the same at school. You know, I was never, I was never the naughty kid at school. I was always kind of the one in class that wanted to be the first to put their hand up, the first to answer. Um, I would definitely say I've got a bit of a history of kind of, I wouldn't say necessarily wanting to be the best all the time, but definitely kind of wanting to do well. Um, okay. 
So that and yeah, as I say, you know now that personality kind of still continues to feed through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to make myself sound too old, but twelve years later now. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was always kind of in my nature. So I'd, I yeah, I just started to work my app, and I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying this. I was earning a, a good sum of money for somebody who was 21 at the time. Yeah, and I was kind of like. You know, do I feel like I'm ready to actually leave a good job where I'm earning good money? I'm enjoying going out with my friends. Like I'm living at home. I'm buying some nice things. Like, you know, do I actually want to take this away from me and go and spend another seven years at uni? Probably be in debt for the next 20 years after that. And probably actually when I come out of uni, probably earning the same amount of money that I'm earning now, probably yeah. being a T-boy um, in, you know, some probably some really good architectural company. Yeah. Um so I just kind of probably when I was about 21, just said, you know what, I'm just going to trust myself and I'm just going to keep going kind of with, with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably, that kind of carried on obviously till now. And I've, I've continued to work my way up there now. I think I've probably had about four or five jobs since then. And now, as I said, I'm a lead business analyst now. Um, but probably around that same time, actually, when I was about 21 was when the kind of the fitness stuff started to come in. Um, and that journey kind of all started for me was because well, when I was 19, I was tiny. Um, I wasn't very confident at all. You know, if I remember right, I think when I was about 19, I probably was about eight stone. Um, now, was that, anyone, was that a big sort of driver as to why you, you think you ended up setting up your own nutrition business? Um, I, to be honest with you, I think initially, like it was kind of, I wanted to, I knew how it made me feel when I was 19. Yeah. I remember, I always remember I've got a photo on my phone that will always stay there. I went on a holiday in Magaluf with all the boys and um, there's a photo of us on the beach and I remember just looking at it and like, just hated it. You know, I was looking at it and I was like, like these guys that are around me are small, skinny guys and they look massive compared to me. Um, so that kind of was the turning point for me and it was, it, it, it just, yeah, I just hated how I looked. So I kind of started going to the gym Um and then kind of started to build up and stuff. And then it probably, it was about 2014, 2015. I remember having a conversation in the gym with a guy who said, you know, why don't you compete? And I remember yeah. thinking, compete? What? Why would I compete? Like, I'm the small guy. Yeah. You know? And then it was like, no, you, you would do really well in like a good lightweight class. And I was like, hang on a minute. You know, how have I gone from being the smallest guy on the beach to now going into a bodybuilding show? Like, surely these, they don't go together. So um, there seems to be a theme that you almost stumble into something but the thing that that drives you is a combination of a passion for what you've stumbled across, but also Absolutely. the character yeah. of someone that wants to do their utmost best at everything they they put their their, their effort into. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent the theme. Like it kind of, you know, I got to when I got to about twenty three, I was kind of like, actually, do you know what? I'm confident. I like how I look now. Mm. Um, you know, but then, the, like you said, it, it turned into a passion at that point. It wasn't necessarily about. I want to look better because I want to feel more confident. It was like, actually, do you know what? I've got a passion for this. Mm. Um, and then, and then obviously I competed and then I kind of, after going through that journey, I was kind of a bit like, do you know what? Um, like I know what this felt like. And that's kind of like you just said, which I was going to move on to talk about was where the passion started to come in, where I was like, I really want to help people. Um, mm. You know, I'd seen my journey and I'd seen how, you know, I completely changed my headspace on how I looked and to go from being so, so insecure with how I looked to now being to want to take the guy, wanting to be the guy on the beach to take his top off. Um, 
to kind of showcase my, you know, my hard work and graph, shall we say. So it was around that time when I was like, you know what, I really want to start trying to help people, um, you know, from, from and to kind of go through what I've been through. So it kind of started around then, yeah, as I say, about 2015, 2016, there was a couple of guys who were friends that I kind of started to help at that point. Um, and as I started to help them and I started to, again, see them change how they looked, change you know, that just even see someone's mood change is, is crazy how just from a, how they look can completely change how somebody acts day to day. And as that kind of, as I started to work with more and more people, like the satisfaction that I get from seeing people succeed and feel good about themselves and kind of going through that same journey that I went through was definitely a real, real driver for me. Um, it's interesting to see what happens when you combine passion and the the desire to help others so absolutely absolutely and, and that then fuels your direction in in a way that i think nothing else does and yeah and that's and, the purpose of the this this podcast in essence is just to really understand what those recipes for success are mm. um, and one thing i did actually want to ask you is you know if someone's watching this that they're just starting out in the profession you know, you've just told us how you started out. What, what would your advice to them be? If you could go back to yourself when you first started, what would you advise yourself? So I think I think just a point on that, just because I think it'd be really good to talk about, yeah. is definitely this key part about passion. Because mm-hmm. one thing that one thing that I've certainly learned over the years is that a lot of the time, what I used to focus on, and I think we may have had conversations about this in the mm-hmm. past, but a lot of what I used to focus on and a lot of what I think where people go really, really wrong Mm-hmm. In this industry and in other industries, is people focus too much on the financial aspect. Okay. So, especially in the industry now, what we see, what I'm seeing on Instagram is you see, you know, you're seeing some of these mentees and stuff advertising that they've got these coaches that are now earning two grand, five grand. Hmm. And what people do is people go five grand a month. Yeah, I want a bit of that. And that, in my opinion, is where everyone goes wrong. Because what people are doing is that people are focusing on the financial aspect rather than focusing on the passion. And it, I, I did it at a time. I remember when I kind of first started, I had the passion, as I've just talked about. But also I started, you know, when the money started to come in, I was like, you know, what? I can earn some good amount of money doing mm. this. Yeah. But that was, the wrong, that was the wrong thing to do. And as soon as I changed my thought process and actually started to focus on passion and happiness – Everything changes. And the reason for that, in my view, is what because... Specifically, what, what changes between when you're money-driven and passion-driven? What do you think specifically in that, in that instance changes? I think, because, I think because if you've got a passion for something, mm. then the likelihood is, in my opinion, you're probably going to be giving a better service to somebody. Yeah. So, you know, say, for example, if I take you on and I'm like, yeah, that's another X amount of bit of money a month. Fantastic. That's in the bag. It's kind of like people will think of that as, okay, that's the money in the bag there, right? let's just crack on who's next whereas actually it's like i want to know a bit about your journey and i'm like okay so you want to lose a stone in you know six weeks buzzing right let's get on that but that's what we're going to do that's our goal that's our target and we're going to achieve that together and actually once you start to have a passion for helping people and doing what you do passion will show in my opinion you people see it with me a lot of people say to me all the time like you genuinely care about your clients and like of course i do like because that's that's what i'm doing it for I'm, I can vouch for that because, you know, you've helped me with my diet. You've helped me with my nutrition. And at first we weren't, you know, we didn't develop a, a friendship that we did now. And yeah. obviously we're charging what you charge a normal client. And now, you know, we're friends. You, you don't really charge me. And yeah. what I notice and the difference in your passion is no different. 
And then I think, well, you obviously care about what you do because the, the exactly. delivery has been exactly the same whether you charge me or not. Yeah. And that's sort of what I wanted to get at because I, you know, that's what I thought the difference in, you know, is in passion versus chasing a financial gain. Um, and, you know, I've experienced it as one of your, your clients that yeah. delivery is so much better. Absolutely. And, and, and as soon as I, as soon as I, you know, as I said, I've always had the passion, but as soon as I really started to think like, and focus on that aspect of it, the fun, I, I genuinely believe in any business that if you focus on the passion or if you focus on the goal that is not financial driven, you will get the financial aspect through passion. It's interesting actually, because I, I try and share daily quotes regularly, or at least read them for myself. And the one I saw yeah. today said, don't, don't cling on to financials. Don't cling on to a company. Don't cling on to people. Don't cling on to anything specific. Cling on to a mission. And yeah. then everything comes, comes from yeah. that. So if you are driven by a passion and a mission, the rest of it falls into it. That needs to be your obsession and your passion is the mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. What would you say, you say your, your mission is then with what you're doing? My, my mission, mate, is to help as many people change their life as possible. And, and I know that sounds cheesy and I know that sounds corny, but when you've been through it and you know what the down days can feel like, when you get to that point where you can get up every day and you can stand there naked and you can look in the mirror and you can go, I'm happy. Yeah. That, that's massive. Like it's massive. So many people in this world are so insecure about how they look. So, you know, if oh, I can contribute to change that, that's massive for me. Well, that was a, the two questions there really that I have off the back of that. Um, one is what are the challenges? Cause all of the stuff you've told me is great, but you know, we all know it's not plain sailing. So what, what are the challenges or specific examples you've got? And the second one is that, you know, you change so many people's bodies and I see it regularly online yeah. but what i notice even more so is what you do for their mental health and their mind so i guess the first question is what are the challenges and the difficulties and then the second question is you know what do you notice changes in people's minds when they do that for their for their appearance yeah and i think you know the, the biggest challenge the biggest challenge unfortunately at times is that actually i can often have more passion for that person than what they've oh, got okay um yeah. that's definitely the biggest challenge because you know i get people quite a lot of the time they sign up. progress don't you so yeah you know i get people all the time you know they sign up they seem eager they're like yeah do you know i'm buzzing i can't wait and then you get to their first check and they're like yeah i had five beers at the weekend two burgers and a pizza and that that is that is definitely the biggest challenge because you know and it's it's not you know it is a little bit upsetting for me at times because yeah like i said to you the, the driver's not financial so i do get upset about it because the money's not why i'm doing it the money's here because i want to help you mm. and you've reached out for that and, and that's definitely the biggest challenge is trying to keep people motivated for their own goals mm -hmm. um because you know, <laughs> do you, you think you, that you can, and do you think that's your responsibility as a coach? Is or do you think people need to be motivated themselves for their own goals? They definitely need to be motivated themselves for their own goals. You know, uh, it's not my responsibility, but if I can contribute to help towards that, then absolutely. Do. People have to take their own accountability themselves. Um, you know, as you know, you know, you can't you can't stop someone from doing something. All you can do is try and help them. Well, it's, it's what you've said. It's, it's where how you've got to becoming so successful is your passion and your drive. So I think it's fair to say, and we're agreed on this, that without a passion for a mission or, a, or an objective, you're not going to achieve it. And, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you, you know, from my profession, seeing when you are more passionate 
because you can see the potential of, of someone's achievements more than they are. That's probably the biggest challenge is you're not always going to get people to to align with what you want or what's Absolutely better. not. Of course not. And, you know, the, the, the perfect potion, so we say, is when you add my passion and the other person's got the passion, yes. you get the end result. And, yeah. you know, I say yeah. to people when they sign up, I say to people, and I don't want this to sound cocky, but I say to people, I will give you everything you need to get you where you need to get to. I can make you that promise right now. If you do everything as I tell you, I will get you to where you need to get to. Mm. But you need to also do what I, you need to do what I'm also asking from you. Um, and, and I'm sure you've had times where you haven't had motivation because motivation is not always available. If anything, motivation is probably, you know, more few and far between. So yeah. when you are struggling yourself, because, you know, I think it's good to be open and honest in general that as people, we all struggle. Um, but I think that's what defines us is what do we do in those moments of struggle? So for you and you know, I personally find sometimes if I struggle, I, I struggle to help myself. So when you're struggling yeah. for yourself, how, how then do you help others? If that's your job? What do you, do you know what actually it's a, it's, a, it's a good question um and i'm quite good um, i am quite good sometimes um and i was actually talking to somebody about this yesterday um or the day before i'm very good at detaching my emotion um from what i'm doing you know so and again i don't want this to say i don't often have bad days when it comes to eating or stuff like that mm. um you know i'm very consistent shall we say in that sense i have bad you know we all have bad days like you said i have bad days when my mood can be down mm. um but i'm very good at detaching that away from what i do because at the end of the day i can still have a bad day but i can also still have that passion for that person to do well um so it, i wouldn't necessarily say that i feel like i struggle to then keep people motivated um based on kind of my mood um, is probably the answer. Um, But, you know, I certainly sometimes can, I certainly sometimes can get frustration with some, with some of my clients in the, because I have that passion, I really want them to do well. And then it's like, we've had two weeks now where we've not made any progress. Um, What do you do then in that situation? What will you do? all, All I can continue to do really is just continue to motivate somebody to try and do better. And quite often what I might try and do is set them like a little goal for the week. Um, or, you know, I might be able to find a way to give them like a little reward. So, you know, if I know that they, they like a glass of wine or something, then I'll be like, right, you know, give me, just give me Monday to Friday, be a hundred percent spot on Monday to Friday. And I'll let you have a glass of wine at the weekends. I think also <laughs> leading by example. So when you're Absolutely. so consistent yourself, which is a pressure, but maybe that is a pressure that helps you, you know, when you are trying to help and inspire so many other people, that in itself is a motivation that I'm not just letting myself down. I'll be letting lots of other people that look at me for. for an- Absolutely. And you, as you know, I definitely like to lead by example. Um, you know, I, and I've even spoken out about this from an online coaching perspective in that I believe if you're going to hire a coach, you should hire somebody who one has walked the walk and can, you know, and can talk the talk, you know, um, you know, if you, if you, I always say, and I remember when I went to um, a Tony Robbins seminar a few years back, where he always said, if you want to be good at something, mm. then you go and learn from somebody who does it well. Yeah. Um, you know, so if I want to get in shape, then I'm going to go and pick somebody who is in great shape. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that, that's, I believe that that's, that, that kind of thought process, I think, works in any industry. You know, if you want to be 
a fantastic footballer, you're not going to go and probably learn from the guy that can't kick a football. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, oh, all right, I know there is some football managers in the world that actually don't play football that are great managers, but mm. in most scenarios, that that would kind of be true. Um, you know, so like, you know, I've got a coach as we were spoken about. But managers, managers don't necessarily need to be able to do the job because what they do is they are tacticians. So yeah. a lot of what you do may be to be tactical. And like you said, if I know someone won't stick to it, I'll be tactical and let, give them what they want on the weekend, but Monday to Friday not. So yeah, I think that's, that's, it's knowing how to manage people as well as. as yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to think what was just going back to, but um, definitely, you know, you have to, the pressure we were talking about. So yeah, I, you know, do I feel the pressure? Um I probably don't feel the pressure day to day is probably my honest answer. Um, one thing that I kind of am at the moment toying around in my brain is about me competing this year. Okay. Um, you know, cause I, I do, there's, I definitely do really want to. Um, but when we talk yeah, about, body yeah. Um, and I definitely, I definitely would say, I, and whether I should or I shouldn't, but I'm fi- I, I would say I would feel the pressure on that. And the reason for that is, I'd probably have an expectation because of my record of how people have done in shows that mm. there would be an expectation that I would do well. Right. Um, but you know, and that, that that's, that's probably, that might just be in my own head, but I think if the people are like, you know, when's Jake competing? Um, and it's like, Oh, you're going to smash it. You're going to win. Like, and it's like, mm. do you think then, do you think then becoming successful sometimes is having to block out the noise that happens from externally and just focus within for, you know, going back to your point, you know, you're driven clearly by passion um, mm. and doing what makes you happy. So do you think part of a success is to, to just have your own version of success and be so affirmed of that, or do you think you should be listening to other people and directed with what they think? Um, I think I personally think it should be based on your own. Um, I think a lot of people, unfortunately in this world get too, bogged down by other people's views and opinions mm-hmm. and I do try and block it out um but I probably just and I probably do block it out but I also can't help but feel the pressure mm-hmm. um but you know I would I definitely have my own goals of how I would expect that show to go mm-hmm. um and that probably wouldn't marry up to what other people's expectations are but like mm-hmm. I'm kind of okay with that yeah. um and actually that I've probably built that up in my head that that's what people's expectations are it probably isn't necessarily true but that's probably the added pressure that I do probably try and put on myself. Mm. Well, well, with that and, you know, a topic I wanted to cover and I want to cover with every, every person I speak to, because I think it's on the forefront and of everyone's sort of mind at the moment. And so it should be. And we recently had, you know, mental health awareness week. So to ask you what's, what your sort of insight into keeping yourself, you know, healthy mentally and what sort of things in terms of success specifically that help you with, being successful and, and, you know, maintaining your mental health, health and maybe things that you've learned, you know, detriment your mental health and stop. Yeah. You. So, um, one thing that I kind of, have, have kind of changed my approach on quite a lot over the last year. Um, and actually, you know, this will resonate with you as well hmm. is I very rarely do anything now, that I don't feel like it, that's going to make me happy. Okay. Um, you know, I used to probably be a few years back, a bit of a people pleaser, a bit of a, okay, yeah, you know, I need to do this for you and I need to do this for you and I need to do this for you. And actually, I wouldn't really get any necessary satisfaction out of that. Mm. Um, so I'm very selective with kind of what I do. And it's not like, that's I don't want that to sound like it's like I have to gain from every single possible thing yeah. I do. Um, but it's like, 
you know, it, it's being honest, isn't it? And saying no to things you don't want to do. And you, absolutely, you know, like, do. do you think yeah, that protects your mental health? And do you think that's helped you? Absolutely. Like I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to choose something to do that I don't want to do. There might be something that I might go, mm, I wouldn't mind it. But I'm probably still not going to do it. You know, if you message me and say, do you want to go for a walk tonight? If I don't want to go, I'm not going to go. Like if, you know, I'm not just going to go to keep you happy or I'll go, I don't fancy it tonight, but I actually I'll be quite up for it on Friday. And you um, found that that's helped sort of improve your men- mental health. Yeah, definitely, definitely has. And, um, and, things, and particularly in the industry that you work in, you know, there's a lot of struggles with mental health. So what do you think is one of the biggest things that that's detrimental to your mental health, things that you should cut out or avoid or, you know, try and try and keep yourself protected from? So do you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a tough question for me to answer. I think one thing, um, and that I probably have done a lot over the last couple of years, um, and this is probably quite deep, but, and it's not necessarily related to my industry. So maybe we'll just come back in a minute, but this is just something that sprung to mind recently. Mm-hmm. Um, something over the past few years that I've really changed is kind of my circle. Um, and it's really interesting now, kind of my circle of friends now compared to what it was maybe two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, I surround myself now with people that only bring positivity to my life. I was in a period a few years back where, you know, I remember there was times where I might maybe upload a photo of my progress on Instagram and all of my mates who were supposed to be my mates would like take the piss. Okay. Um, and it used to get me down, you know, like, I'm like, these are my mates. These are the people that they're, I'm, they're not, they're not a fit. They're not. Unless it's constructive and it's not, you know, that's yeah. friendly. Exactly. You know, it would be like, you know, I'd all of a sudden there'd be a photo that I've put up in the gym and it's gone into a group chat and then, then start, I'm getting ripped apart and I'm like, why am I being made to feel shit for, for my progress? Why am I being made to feel rubbish? Because I'm doing something one that I love yeah. and that I'm kind of progressing on. Um, so let me ask you then, what do you think this circle of friends you have now versus that circle of friends we would have done differently in those situations? Because I personally think your friends are the ones that need to tell you the truth. So if there's something that can be improved, that's when I genuinely would see a true friend is, is how they constructively get that across to you. So what do you think is different in the circle of friends you have now versus what you may have had that, that made you feel worse in the past? Yeah, so I think, I, think I, I do agree with you around constructive feedback. I do definitely think that. And like when I look at, if I think about the example now, um, you know, I've got one of my friends in particular who, you know, if I say I'm talking about how I'm doing from a bodybuilding perspective, will give me very constructive feedback. And he's, and he's kind of the person that I would want that from because one, I respect him in the industry. Um, mm. and I respect his, his opinion. Um, you know, whereas, and then I guess if I look at the rest of the circle of friends now, you know, it's just motivating, complimentary, like, you know, I, I get my, my mates now, like, you know, yourself included, you know, like when I might put a photo up, you know, I get direct messages from you guys saying, mate, you look epic, like massive, well done, you look unreal. Um, you know, so I, I definitely think around, like coming back to the point of the question around surrounding yourself with the right people is massively key for your mental health. Like I won't surround myself with people who are going to be negative and make me feel unhappy or rubbish about myself because they're not your friends. Like you just said, like they're not your friends. One, um, one saying um, I really like that, you know, has resonated with me for a long time is show me your friends and I'll show you your future. 
And I yeah. really do believe that. And it's why you see circles of people that succeed well together. I mean, you look at Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. I mean, that is a great circle to be in. But that, that's but you also see it in the opposite spectrum of, you know, a circle of friends that maybe are harmful to each other and in a bad space together. So I, I do agree. I think that's a great point in terms of, you know, promoting mental health. Yeah, I mean, you know, and like, it's, def- it's definitely a great point of promoting mental health. Like, and, you know, you, you, your friends should never be a detriment to your mental health. Mm. That, that, sh- that should never be a thing. Well, then they're like, not friends. Yeah, they're, they're not. Exactly or at the very least, if you tell them that this, you should be able to communicate and say, this is hurting me or this is making me feel worse. And then they yeah. respond positively. That, that I think is a good way to build friendship because, you know, we I all get things wrong, but yeah. it's how we respond when we get things wrong. Yeah, I think it's hard. And I, I do agree. And I think it's hard sometimes in them scenarios, though, because it's almost like for me, I'm kind of like the damage is done. Yeah. Um, you know, if you genuinely believe by that comment, you like you decided to make that comment. Um, and you, so you obviously thought that. Like you obviously, you, you purposely yeah. thought, you've had a thought in your head, which has gone, I'm going to purposely dig you out. Mm. Um, you know, and that for me is a bit like, yeah, okay, you could give constructive feedback to say, you know, that's actually, like, that's actually upset me. Yeah. Um, but also I think like that person's actually thought that that's the right thing to do in that scenario, which makes me then question, would I even want to continue to associate myself with that person? Um, so I definitely think just, yeah, just obviously what we said around the circle of friends, I think also just for me, um, one thing that's really, really key for me, uh, and I mentioned it earlier on, is just things like routine, mm-hmm. um, that definitely keeps my mental health on the straight. Um, just in terms of, you know, I have the same time I wake up every day. I have the same kind of schedule of when I'm going to eat, have the same schedule plan of when I'm going to go to the gym, you know, and that for me, having that routine, because I think when you have routine, it doesn't then kind of make you feel all over the place. It's predictable. You're not going to do a routine that you don't, that doesn't work well for you. So if your routine, exactly. works, you know, if it's not broken, why, you know, um, fix it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's definitely a key point for me. And, you know, without it being cliche for what we're talking about, but I genuinely do believe kind of your health and nutrition will, will make a world of difference to that. Um, you know, but it, it's, it's scientifically proven, isn't it? That- absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, if you're going to sit there and eat, you know, if you're going to sit there and eat rubbish food, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to feel rubbish. <laughs> like, well, it's like know- the same concept as, you know, if you, you absorb rubbish, you know, things for your mind you know you're going to struggle mentally same thing for your body but if you if you feed your mind and your body positivity and good good things you yeah absolutely you know if you sit there if you sit there and listen to a podcast of a guy who was down and in the dumps and he's now completely changed his life around he's a millionaire and he's helps this many people and he does this and that like what's that going to do for your brain it's going to make you feel fantastic Mm. you know if you go and watch something which is talks about you know people being really miserable and how they hate their life and you know, blah, 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 then again, if you feed yourself with that, then you're going to continue to think like that. Um, and it's the same with food. Definitely, it's absolutely right. You know, if you if you eat a McDonald's breakfast every day and then you have a KFC for lunch and then you have a pizza for dinner, like, you're going to feel rubbish. Like, there's no doubt about that. And it is mad, it is mad sometimes the amount of people I take on where after the first week they're like, like I can't believe how good I feel. You mm. know, I've got more energy, I'm more awake, um, you know, I don't feel sluggish, you know, and again, all of those factors are going to massively contribute to your overall well-being. Like, you know, you know, if you if you feel good and you feel great, you it's highly unlikely you're probably going to then actually mentally be in a rubbish place. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, one other question I've got for you then, Jake, is 
Um, you know, obviously you've done very well for yourself and along the way you would have learned some things in regards to your finances. So let me ask you from a financial planning perspective, what sort of things have you learned along the way to avoid or what sort of things have you learned work really well to, to sort of help in terms of financial planning more specifically? Um, so I, I must admit, which is considering I work in a bank, um, yeah. I, actually when I first started my own business, I didn't really have a clue about what I was doing. Mm. Um, I don't think many people do in fairness. And then this is another reason why I wanted to, you know, to be get insights from people because it just helps anyone who's about to embark on that just to have a sort of almost a head start. And yeah, absolutely. That people that are doing it well. Yeah, like, absolutely. I didn't, I literally didn't have a clue. I think, I think even when I first started out, I remember maybe even talking to you and saying like, how do I start this? How do I start a business? Like, what do I even have to do? How do I pay tax? How do I, you know, how do I set up a business? What does expenses mean? Like, how do you do expenses? Like, you know, what, what is included within that? Um, I definitely don't think there's enough kind of information out there mm. for that kind of stuff. I feel like quite a lot of the time it's kind of relied on, either financial advisors to yourself or like accountants to kind of just do that for mm. you and actually i think a lot of the time it's probably actually well it's not it's, it's not that complex um but so, so you'd say planning is probably with your finances is it, it planning and, and having the right professionals basically is, is sounds like what you're saying in terms of what you would advise having to, to, to do if yeah absolutely um yeah i def- definitely definitely would be the case like i think as i say it's just there just wasn't really enough information or anything out there for me to kind of know what I was doing going forward. Um, so, so to wrap up and I've really enjoyed doing this and I think there's a lot of insight in there on things to do and things not to do, but to wrap up one general bit of life advice, if you had someone that was starting out, let's say in your profession and you could only give them one piece of life, life advice, what would that be? It is a tough question to ask because there's usually more than one, but this is how you get to know the best ones because if you could only give one. Yeah. And I I don't, I feel like I don't really want to repeat myself too much, but I'm massively, massively on to the passion thing um, that we spoke about earlier. Like genuinely, if for anybody that does watch this, like if you're looking to start out something new or start out a business, do not do it because you think you can earn loads of money or, do not do it because you you yeah because you think it's going to bring you in loads of money. You need to do it because you love it. Mm. And uh, and there may be some people, and there may be some people that have achieved that goal of let me make as much money as I can. And then what they you know later in life it's like well I'm not passionate about what I do so the money means nothing to me. Absolutely. So even later in life you know you may you know not be embarked you may be halfway through a career and think oh, I just don't love or enjoy this. Yeah, and you, I mean, you hear it all the time. You hear it all the time where, you, you know, rich people are so unhappy and it's like, not all rich people are unhappy, but... And what is riches? You know, is it is it monetary or is it happiness and... and yeah, like passion and happiness. Like, And, you know, I, I think, like, when we talk, if we talk about, we look at people like, you know, Jeff Bezos and, like, Elon Musk and stuff, like, those guys are still, day in, day out, continuing to become better and better and better they're not driven by money because they've got so much money. They can do whatever they want, whenever they want at any point. And they've probably been able to do that for two years, three years. Hmm. You know, they can go and buy what house they want. They can go and buy what car they want. They can go and buy an Island if they want. They don't really tend to do that, do they? (laughs) No, but 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 their their driver is not money. They're they're not, I mean, I might be wrong, but I don't think that their drivers 
our money. They don't go, do you know what? I earn 10 billion. I'm, I want to own 15 yeah, billion. Agreed. That's not their driver. Their driver, you know, the people like Elon Musk, for example, his driver is going to be, I want to change the world. Hmm. You know, I want people to say, Elon Musk is the first person to do this. Jeff Bezos is the first person to do this. Like those guys will be driven hmm. on, on their passion. And that, where that passion might be, like I say, to change the world or to be able to do something. You know, look when Amazon Prime come in, you know, like the world went crazy. Like, you know, you can order something and get it, you can get it within the next day, like wherever you are yeah, in the whole of the country. Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff Bezos' driver wouldn't have been, all right, if I do Amazon Prime, I can make an extra five million a year. Hmm. I don't think he would have even imagined how much you actually would have ended up making. So. Of course he wouldn't. That probably, even wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have even thought about that because it, wasn't, it wouldn't have been about that for him. It would about the fact that he's got a passion to do something that probably that nobody else has done. Um, maybe one day I'll be able to actually ask him and get him on. Maybe that'd be nice. Maybe you'll get him on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, like, you know, these guys and stuff, they might they, they might be the richest people in the world, but there is no way that they're driven based on a financial aspect. Like they are driven because they have a passion for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believe for you to be able to be successful, successful from a financial aspect and be successful in business, if you have a passion you'll get both. And if you've got both, you, you will, you're going to have the money aspect and be happy rather than maybe like you just said, have the money, but not be happy because you haven't got a passion for what you're earning. Yeah. And at least if you have a passion, the money doesn't come in. You still got something that you get up and enjoy. You still, you know, what, what would you rather? Would you ever be earning five grand a month and doing something that you absolutely despise and you're miserable with every day? Or would you rather earn two and a half grand a month and go to getting up going, do you know what? I can't wait to go to work. Today. Agreed. Yeah. Like, you know, why would you, why would the money's not going to give you the happiness waking up and enjoying and being alive and being able to just have fun and, you know, not worry about X, Y, and Z. That's a much better place to be than it is to have figures just rolling over in your bank account that you can't really do anything with anyway. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed this, Jake. You've given me a lot of insight. Um, I will put your contact details on at the end. So if anyone wants to to get some nutrition or, you know, general health and fitness advice, then, then they can come straight to you. I know you yourself have got hundreds of transformations that you've done. So I'll put a link in there to your Instagram page. So if anyone does take anything away from this and think, you know, I do want to, to improve my health and fitness, then by all means, they, they can contact you. That'd be fantastic, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on.